Hello, and welcome to Deep Thoughts for Deep Times. I am your host, Chandra Heath. So right now, there is a storm outside my window, and it is bringing in this cold front. Um, Not too, too cold, but it's taking away my 90 degrees, and I love summer. I love heat. I know people think I'm crazy, but um, however, all of you pumpkin spice fall, dying trees, people. (laughs) Uh, Fall is right around the corner. So in honor of you guys, I figured let's talk about things that happened in October and let's chat about some scary movies today. So I absolutely love the movie Scream. I remember 1996 seeing that movie and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. So um And if you hear thunder and lightning and rain behind me, um, just know that um, I'd like you to think I was that cool and I can add those sound effects, but I don't know how to do that. So we're just going to let it not happen naturally. So (laughs) the movie Scream, it's one of my favorites. You are just the entire movie. You're like, who is the bad guy? Who is the good guy? And you're guessing the entire movie. So you got Sydney Prescott and she is kind of like the star, the victim, you know, Nev Campbell. I love her. And all through the movie, you're trying to figure out who the bad guy is. And you think it's her dad. It's her best friend. It's the deputy. It's her boyfriend. Um, it's the principal. And so the whole movie, you're just left guessing and they're leading you down these trails and they're deliberately deceiving you because they want this movie to have twists and turns. So you get to the end of the movie and it's the boyfriend is the killer. But wait, there is still another twist and turn. You find out that the boyfriend has teamed up with his best friend, Stu. So Stu and Billy have teamed up and Stu just thinks, hey, we're just doing this because it'll be fun. Well, Billy at the end actually confesses that he has an entire plot of why he's doing what he's doing. And Stu's left there like, what? I had no clue about any of this. And it just takes you through all of these twists and turns. And you're guessing the entire time who the killer is. Now, I've got a 10-year-old little girl. And when I watch movies with her, she blows my mind. She wants to grow up at at this age in life. She wants to grow up and be an FBI agent. Um, She saw Miss Congeniality and thought, that's really cool. I want to do that. (laughs) But the girl is gifted. We watch movies and she can pick the bad guys like completely out. She She picked the boyfriend was the killer in like the first maybe like 30 minutes of the movie. Then we went to see the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. I don't know if I said his last name right, but it was a, it was a great movie. And halfway through, she leans over, and I won't spoil it for you. She leans over and says, hey, this is what's going on. And I'm like, okay, good theory. We get to the end of the movie. I'm like, all right, girl, let's get you over to the FBI agency to get signed up. <laughs> all right. So why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this because it's all about deception. It's all about let me give you some truth and then let me throw something crazy that's not true in here and see if I can get you to believe this, to go down this wrong path, and then boom, I'm going to take you on another trip. And it's just, it's it's fun for the director, okay? However, we're kind of living that life here right now. Now, hold up. I'm not talking about political stuff or anything. What I'm talking about is those of us who claim Christianity. That's what's happening to us is we're actually told in every, I I think every book, I'm not sure, but I know it's the majority of the books in the New Testament is the line, do not be deceived. 
Okay. Or there will be false, false teachers. There'll be false prophets and it's all through the Bible. Okay. So we know that it's telling us this is going to happen, right? Okay. But then it tells us how in the world do we know what to do? And I want to say it's in second Peter that it's pretty much says you need to know the word of God, which is the Bible. Okay. You need to know the Bible. God will never go against his word. Okay, like, because God's not a liar, right? So God can't go against his word and he can't go against his nature. So what is said in the Bible is legit. Like, if God said this is how he is and this is what will happen, it's it's the truth. Okay, so how in the world do we know how not to be deceived? So like the Google this stuff. I don't have the references in front of me. I swear it's in there, but listen, don't trust me. Google it and find out for yourself because you want to make sure I'm not jacked up and telling you false stuff. <laughs> Promise I'm not, but hey, you know, I just think it's a good habit to get into if a pastor or a teacher or somebody says something, just check it out for yourself. Okay. So in the Bible, it says your word, okay, the Bible, let's talk about the Bible, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Okay. And then it talks about how your word, the Bible again, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God? Okay, so there's just two verses right there that talks about the importance of knowing the word of God. See, the word of God is going to take you from in the beginning to, okay, world's over, we're going to heaven, peace out, we're done. Okay, that's not how it ends. You know, that's just, you know, it's how I, I don't remember. I think it ends with the word amen. Okay, (laughs) but it takes you from, hey, the world begins to the world ends. And like, you have the entire thing right there. Okay, so even we see with Jesus, he is in the garden, right? So he's in the garden and he is being tempted by Satan. Okay, so another way to look at that is Satan was coming to him trying to deceive him. And what did Satan use? Man, the punk used scriptures. Okay, so he flat out used scriptures to try to deceive Jesus. So he's telling him like, hey, throw yourself down. Angels will come and turn this, you know, bread or this rock into bread. And so Jesus was like, you know, he probably didn't say it this way, but slow your roll. You're taking scripture out of context because here's what the Bible says. And we see, I mean, Jesus is our example. What do we see? We see Satan coming, presenting as I know the scripture here. Let me tell you the scripture so you can do this. And Jesus knew the scripture so stinking well that he was just like, yeah, you are deceptive. And no, this is not what it says. Okay, the only way we are going to know how not to be deceived is if we actually know the scripture and study it. Okay, so let's look at, uh, I guess, kind of like a object type type lesson. All right, if you know me, I don't do gardening or planting, but a friend of mine is really into it, and she began to tell me about pumpkin plants. Okay, so just roll with me. We're talking about October, scary movies. Now we're moving on to pumpkins. Okay, I do love me some pumpkin spice latte, but not until it gets cold. So she is telling me about these pumpkin plants and she says, you have a plant that pops up and beside it, you have an imposter plant. And I'm like, imposter plant? And she said, yeah, she's like, it looks exactly like the pumpkin plant almost. She said it took her two years or so to be able to look at the two plants, well, the plant and the weed, And to be able to say, this is the weed and pull it out. Okay. She said she had to study it and just be able to tell. So I guess, don't, don't make fun of me, but I guess like the pumpkin plant, there's like 
roots and bulbs or something underneath of it. And so the actual plant, you know, it has like everything it needs to actually grow the pumpkin and sprout it out of the ground. The imposter plant looks dead up like it, but there's no like no good stuff going on underneath, just like a bunch of um, roots and stuff. And the root actually encompasses and wraps itself around the base of that actual plant that is producing fruit. And it chokes that plant out so that it cannot produce fruit. Okay. If you know some Bible, you might be making a connection here with me. Okay. It talks about how like a good plant produces fruit in the Bible. And what it says is, you know, we're taking in what we need. We're growing. We're reading the Bible. We're following God and we produce fruit. However, if we're in a situation where we are being deceived and we are not following what the Bible says, we can get choked out, okay, to where we are not growing and we end up following something completely wrong that leads to deception. Okay, so looking at this situation, how do we relate this to what is happening in our world? Okay, the plant, this this pumpkin plant, it looks legit on the top of the surface. The only difference is underneath the surface, there's some jacked up stuff going on. And I think we can learn from this object lesson is that things that look really good and sound really good that have just a little bit of deception can kill. It can put us into a place where we don't want to be. And it's our responsibility to know what is truth and what is not truth. And I think a lot of us, we are looking at people to tell us what is true and what is not true, rather than actually looking at what the Bible says. Um, I got no beef with mega church leaders and authors and people with big internet followings, but I think we need to be careful when we are putting our faith in teachers and leaders and authors and self-proclaimed prophets. And we're looking at those people and we're saying, I am following you. Whatever you say, I am putting my faith in that because I have faith that this person is following God. Now, I'm not saying we should never, you know, listen to teachers and follow what they say. But just like I said earlier, I quoted scripture and I said, check that. Don't just take my word for it. And that's what we need to do with all of these leaders is we need to say, okay, this is what they're saying. Now, I'm going to confirm that in the word. Because that's what it all comes back to, because God will never go against his nature. And there are a lot of people out there saying things like, thus saith the Lord, and then they say something afterwards. And it's like, it sounds really good until you get to the end. And it's like, yeah, I can't go along with this because it goes against the word of God. And it's it's hard because what they're saying Okay, in 2 Thessalonians, it it talks about this. Chapter 2, it says that in the end times, people are really, it might be Peter. Hold on. I think it says it in both. It talks about how people are going to want to hear things that tickle their ears. What that means is like they're going to want to hear things that like make them feel good. 
And if you don't know what the word of God actually says, you're going to follow people who say something and it's like, man, that boosts my self-esteem. Man, I, I, I like that. That that has nothing to do with suffering like the Bible talks about. And this person has a million followers on Facebook. This person has an, a ministry that all these people are following. And it actually says that Satan will come as an angel of light and deceive you. It says that in the end times, even the elect will be led astray. And if you go back to it, the only way to not be led astray is to actually know what the Bible says and to study it and to read it and to take it to heart and put it to memory. And I think this is a lot of reasons why people get hurt at church is because a lot of us are putting man and ministry in the place of God. So what I mean by that is people go to church and they walk in and oh gosh, I've been guilty of this too. You walk in and you're like, Hey, I am going to, you know, connect with these people and I'm going to have these amazing relationships and I'm not going to feel lonely anymore. And I'm not going to deal with this sin anymore. And I'm going to be so supported by these people. And this is my saving grace. And you go there and what are you met with? You're met with hurting people who don't know how to connect, who are struggling just as bad as you are. But then we walk out and we're like, Psh, all these people are hypocrites. Nobody connected with me. Nobody wanted to be friends with me. But the thing is, is we had put this pressure that the church is going to save me when it's not going to save you. What is going to save you is a relationship with God. Now, I'm not saying that church hurt doesn't happen. Um, we're actually going to address that in a podcast um, coming up um, this week or next week. So I'm not talking about, you know, when people deliberately are mean to you at church. But what I'm talking about is when we put church and pastors and leaders and Christians in the place of God and we are looking for them to save us. It's never going to happen. And these people that we put on these pedestals, some of these people are deceptive. And it's a lot of truth with a little bit of a lie. And then all of a sudden, here we are believing something completely ridiculous. Because if you look at it, somebody, you don't go from one belief to an extreme belief overnight. What happens is just like that imposter plant, you get one um, root that touches the plant and then another root touches and then another root touches and then another root touches and then it grows around it until it completely is encompassing the plant. And that's why it's so important that you know the word of God. God will never, ever go against his word. So I challenge you to spend some time thinking about what do you believe? Because there's a lot of deception out there and you have to decide, do you really believe the Bible? Do you believe something else? 
what is your belief? And a dangerous place is, is when we believe something with all of our heart and then all of a sudden it doesn't come out to be true. Like take some of these false teachings, for examples, and these false prophecies where you have somebody who has said, thus saith the Lord, this is going to happen. And you believe that person for everything that they say. And you're like this, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And then all of a sudden it doesn't happen. It creates what we call in psychology, cognitive dissonance, where you believe something and then it doesn't happen and your mind cannot comprehend it. And, you know, you're just kind of left in this confused state. And this is where a lot of people are like, church full of hypocrites. I'm done. I'm done with Jesus. I'm done with Christianity. And the thing is, is like, you didn't actually have your faith in God. You had your faith in man and what they said about God, not actually who God and Jesus really are. And I think a lot of people walk out of the church and walk away from Jesus because we put faith in man and man let us down. And Christianity has nothing to do with faith in man. It has nothing to do with religion. Religion actually talks about it's um, you commit to a belief with a superior being that controls you. And like we have choice. So Even like the idea of religion is something that is not actually Christianity. I mean, it's crazy to wrap your mind around, but we find ourselves in these situations where it's, it's so confusing and we have put our faith in these people. And when it doesn't work out, these leaders then figure out ways to manipulate it and say, oh, but this, but this, but this. And then we are in those situations too, where we're like, okay, well, this person said, this is what's going to happen. And thus saith the Lord, but this didn't happen. So then we begin to make up all kinds of stuff and it actually makes God out to be a liar. And then we're like, but God said this, but this didn't happen. So is God honest? Is God true? And do you see how we spiral into really dangerous places? if we really aren't rooted in the Bible, if we let those other teachings come in. So I know this is a heavy podcast, (laughs) but what I am doing personally, I am actually listening to the Bible audio as a book at a time. And I am trying to take it in and commit it. And I am taking everything that I hear from Christian friends and from pastors and books that I'm reading and podcasts and videos that I'm watching. And I'm taking everything that they say, and I am looking at the Bible and I'm saying, is this true? And is this not true? And honestly, it doesn't make these people out to be awful, horrible people, but it is my responsibility to know the truth and for me not to be deceived. I challenge you guys to do the same thing. If you have been hurt by leaders in the church or, you know, these people who are on Facebook and Instagram and self-proclaimed ministry leaders, I will tell you that they're not God. They're not Jesus. Jesus isn't out to hurt you. Jesus isn't out to lie to you. Jesus isn't out to make promises and turn around and say, oh, change my mind on that one. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All right. If you got questions about this, um, if you know me, hit me up. If not, there's links where you could send me a message. Um, I thank you guys for listening today. Um, 
happy fall break in the weather coming up. Um, and I challenge you guys, don't be deceived. <laughs>